Hello and welcome to Side Dish, a podcast about Longmont. All the stuff you want to know and very little that you really need to know. I'm Eric Wazumpa. I'm Brady Steffel. Hey Brady, how you doing? Pretty on good, this uh, this illustrious holiday, I guess, 420. This, huh? 420. <laughs> you want to explain to the listeners what that means? <laughs> go, I don't know. Yeah, go I look don't, it up. I really don't know, kids. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You I, know? Mean, I, I told somebody I was weeding the yard and they were laughing. Um, yeah, snicker, snicker. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. The big, the big clue is is weeding. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a big holiday for a certain subset of the population, and by all means, uh, it's legal. You got the day off. That's right. Enjoy yeah. yourselves. Yeah, that's uh, right. Good yeah. for the Funyuns market. <laughs> Why not? That's right. Why not? Why not? Anyway, how you been? Ah, pretty good, man. The the weather's come back up, so I'm pretty happy. It was just yeah. out throwing some grass seed down trying to rake it down into the dirt because the dogs are absolute tears on my yard so uh getting that that all squared back away get my yard looking all nice uh chatting up the neighbors across the fence you know you don't see anybody real up close and just kind of making it through making it through like everybody else I had the weirdest experience this past week and I actually went really early to a store and it was really weird because when I go to a, if I have to go to a store, I try not to go anywhere. But if I have to go to a store, you know, I've got my mask on and everything and I put my glasses on and I'm wandering through the store. And usually I have this kind of inner monologue and I'm muttering to myself as I'm wandering around. So everybody thinks that, you know, they don't know what to think. You know, they're watching this guy talk to himself the whole time. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it came upon somebody and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know her. <laughs> So we started talking and it was really kind of cool to actually run into somebody again, but it was really bizarre because I just, I don't know about you, but I felt like I've kind of lived in my own world for the last four weeks or so, you know, obviously my wife's here to keep me company and, you know, still talk to people on zoom and phones and other things, but it is really weird to run into somebody, you know, kind of on the street. Yeah. It's and like, even while we're doing this, like where we're doing the podcast, we've got the video up and I could see Eric and I see he's wearing a, some sort of longhorn shirt we're all just super casual these days um but it's like it's not quite the same you don't get the same visual cues it's not that you don't get the same energy you got to be in in the room with them so uh yeah it it was weird because i bumped into the neighbor kid there's like a five-year-old four-year-old who lives across the alley from me and whenever she hears me out she's like oh hi brady and then she comes and chats (laughs) me up and her dad came out you know we're like eight ten feet away and we're chatting and catching up and it's like wow it's been it's been a couple of few weeks and it, it's just nice to, to talk to these people. It's nice to see people around. Yeah, so. It's very, very cool. So, so I'll be very happy when we're back to normal. Hey, well, you're, um, you're the journalist to heart here in the uh, program. And so you've been out and about looking for following up for some of the stories we've done in the past or some of the mentions that you've done. And you went over to Colorado Stone or kind of ventured well, over yeah, there. Before I even jump into that, stuff. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go for some it. of the boring stuff. I'll say, yeah, I, I drove past a few places. I drove past most bagels to see if anything was going to happen, <laughs> which is going to be on uh, main main street just south third i'm gonna have to like i'm gonna have to get a shot collar for you when you call it a bagel i don't call it whatever i yeah whatever i want yeah i know i'm (laughs) shame me (laughs) peace and love to the bagel lovers but i don't get it so most bagels whatever (laughs) uh i also drove past we mentioned uh last week that there's a railroad crossing improvements going on by the uh first was it first in emory i think yeah first in emory yep indeed that's happening you, you can't get close. Um, I was going to drive by and see what's going on. So that was going on. Uh, but I'm going to just inject in there, um, and I'll lead into this, lead into the Colorado Stone thing. But as I was there, uh, I noticed that, like, 
if you're going to be in the new apartments, depending on which way you face, you might not have great views. It's a very stark transition from those new, new apartments on Main Street to yeah. what's surrounding, yeah. especially as you go out to the east or to the south. And there's like across the street, there's like garages, you know, and like these, these businesses need to exist, but there's like tire rotation places. And then you've got uh, storage for implements and equipment and like shingles and stuff. And so it's like, it's kind of a weird to have this upscaley uh, apartment complex right there. And who knows what'll happen if it'll lead to this trickle down effect where oh, I would think I would probably think it would actually eventually some of those places. In fact, I've even heard rumors that there's plans for some of those other buildings that are further east that are planning to do something else. So we'll okay. see. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, who knows? Who knows on that? So oh, I had something else I was going to inject there, but I did go up to Colorado Stone and talking to the guy up there made me think of this because he said, well, um, yeah, it, it is happening. This, this apartment complex, which is going to be 300 or 370 units with retail space on the bottom, is actually moving forward. They're actually moving out. Um, and it's been hard to tell because it's been cold and you go drive past and there's always been stone and stuff out front. And sure enough, they are moving out. He said that they're clearing out stuff slowly from the back. They've got a bunch of stuff that they're just sort of selling off. And they're sliding into their new retail space, which I think it's off of 119 and 25, somewhere out there. They said okay. that the business okay. is going to transition from a like what they do now, which is a lot of flagstone, that kind of stuff, to more of just the countertops, interiors, that type of stuff. Yeah. So go where the needs are. Uh, probably doesn't need quite as much warehouse space because then you've got the special orders and stuff that they're doing. So he said it's you know it was going to be end of the year, and then they kind of huh, and then I guess what happened is I said six months ago that yeah they're thinking about being up at the end of the year. And he said that it's not so much the stone place as the investors and developers who had a big plan for this and it might have been a bit overwrought. That was his impression. Uh, it was a bit uh, overwrought. And that if you look across the street from there, again, like there's some pretty oddball scenery if you're going to put yeah, like a higher yeah. thing. Because there's the Lamplighter Motel across the street. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's like, it's not, it's not like a great motel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he used different words, but he said, police presence like there's there's things going on up there where you'd think not necessarily you know a, a ritzy spot for a really high-end thing and he said you look out the other way and then there's the the mobile home park that's right there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he said so they for some reason they, they wanted to go back to the drawing board and sort of redo it whether it was pushback from the city or pushback from the neighbors or or kind of a better internalization of what was there but the design process has actually gotten drawn out. Of well, it. I think anybody who's probably venturing into creating retail is probably rethinking that right now as we speak. You know, I have to like imagine. housing is probably cool, but retail, you probably got to be wondering, Hmm, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I, I got to imagine a lot of those are they're locked in, you know, yeah. like they're, they're planned yeah. out three, six months, 12 months, two years in advance. And then. Oh, so who knows yeah. Yeah. Um, how much of that stuff's going to go forward and how much of it's not. But um as it sits, they're clearing out. They're, they're going to doze that building, as I understand it, and then build like five-story apartment buildings right there, which should do great things for traffic on, on Main Street. Very cool. Very cool. You know, and it's funny. I actually, I don't really know if this fits right here, but, you know, uh, we went to, my wife and I went for a walk on the Greenway and went to the east part, you know, east of like Best Buy and that yep. whole area. 
And, you know, there's a kayak park over there and they've got a cool Discovery Island um, that looks like a really neat little nature preserve, if you will, for kids and, I don't know, maybe young adults. Obviously, these are closed off right now because of the quarantine, but it's pretty neat to think of some of the neat things that have gone on in that um, that greenway over there. And then there was another area where it looks like you could try out a BMX bike or some sort of mountain bike or it's like some sort of, you know, course for riding your bicycle um, that's just over the bridge there on Martin street and just to the West of that. And no, it's, I'm so proud of the, the city for the, the expanse of Greenway we have now. It's amazing. It really is. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful phenomenal. system. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, it goes all the way to Sandstone ranch, all the way West to golden ponds. And, you know, I know one day somebody was dreaming that would eventually go to lions and maybe that day will come, but you know, but anyway, that's a pretty cool idea if it actually ever does come to fruition. That would be oh. it would actually be gorgeous if they went all the way out to Lions. I think that'd yeah. be phenomenal. That'd be really, yeah. really cool. I, I have to say, like yeah, going go out to going out to Sandstone, um for a long time that was not open all the way, or you get to Sandstone and then it was closed, or but it's a it's a gorgeous path. Um, yeah. I think that that's I'm I'm happy that the city's invested so much in that because for a community space, something that everybody can enjoy. That's yeah. that's a really wonderful thing. That's not something you get everywhere. Yeah. Um, and if you're here, you've been here for a long time, and you see the city do a lot of that stuff. The city where I lived in Kansas, the extent that they went to make the community bike friendly was to put up signs saying that it was a bike friendly community. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's, that's it. Great. Yeah, and then I would good. get yelled at as yeah. I was trying to bike to work, and I'm not. I I will not repeat the names that I was yeah. called just for riding my bike. And it was like. Not that busy of a road, but four lane, massive, oh, yeah. massive, and they're going right off the road. And so, but here we've got bike lanes, and we've got all these different things. I, I'll gripe; I'd like to see them improved even further. But stuff like this—they're amazing assets, and they're beautiful, and they're like architectural and visually nice to be in, and not just functional. Yeah, and actually, um, it's a good segue right now because speaking of transportation and getting around the community, we are joined by Phil Greenwald of the city. And um, Phil, I, uh, you, you're kind of a rock star here. So Brady has been waiting in, in anticipation to have you on our show. So it's been, it's actually been just crazy. I mean, he's just been, I think he had like a lighter. He was having a mosh pit, you know, like a fan club. But I know other people have been just really excited to have you back. I'm being, uh, I'm joking with you, but no, actually it's, you bring some really good information about the city. And so we're really excited to have you back. So thank you. I was doing the same for you guys. I was, I got the lighters going. I was uh, trying to listen to your podcast, try to hear what's going on and see what's going on around the city. So this has been great. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Hey, we kidding? appreciate it. Eric said he's joking. I ain't joking. I'm super excited. <laughs> I love talking about infrastructure. <laughs> hey, Phil, can you remind everybody your, your title? I don't have it in front of me and in your position in the city. Yeah. My name is Phil Greenwald. I'm a transportation planning manager with the city. Um, that really goes into the more long-range pieces of transportation for the city. That's not talking about signals or uh, maybe the road maintenance piece of it. It's really about the long-range aspects of transportation and how we plan to get around in the next five to 25 years. Yeah. Well, we have a, a, a whole list of topics here, and Brady, you certainly can chime in if, I've, I've, if I'm going off the rails here as far as one of the topics that we listed out. But I have Main Street Corridor, 17th of Maine, looks like there's some construction going on up there. I don't know if that's a long-range plan or if you happen to know anything about it. Um, we wanted to check in with you about the Kaufman Street project. And then um, 
anything else that you really see as as something you want want the listeners to know and as we would imagine things might have changed just because of the situation we're in we're, we're all facing right now too as well so well maybe if i could just go back i as i kind of came on i heard you talking a little bit about the greenway and how great it's been and we really appreciate all the things that the public works and natural resources folks have done specifically the parks division of that group um, have done a lot of that work and so i'm sure they're listening and they're appreciating what you're saying um one of the long-range pieces that we might want to chat a little bit about and you talked about it going to lions someday and that that's on that's on the plans and that is something that we're hoping to do uh within the next five to ten years uh if oh. not sooner but what we do have also is a plan to do the portion actually out east out to uh, uh the saint Vrain state park Oh, okay. And really yeah. make that connection is, is we've actually got some money to do that from the federal government. Hmm. And we're hoping to keep our matching dollars in place even through all, all this, uh, all the COVID-19 uh, pandemic piece of this. And, and we're, we really are going to have to make some serious um, changes to the way that we actually do funding for the city. So this is going to be an interesting time and it's going to be a, a belt tightening time, quite frankly. And so we are we are working on how do we get these projects on the ground that we have federal dollars for and matching dollars for, um, you know, in this in the same time frame that was allocated before all this happens? So you know, a lot of these things are probably going to have to be deferred, but we do have uh, a federal tie-in of money to that that piece that goes from Sandstone Ranch out east out to uh, where the creek crosses uh, State Highway 119. Yeah. So mm -hmm. do you envision, I mean, again, long, long range, is there ever like a connection that could be made with Frederick Firestone, the Carbon Valley area, do you think? That's what we're working on. Yeah. Okay. In fact, well. we actually worked with that group. We call it the Southwest Weld uh, um, subregion, actually, mm -hmm. uh, of the Denver Regional Council of Governments, which is a larger metro-wide version of this. And then we scale down for the, each county gets to get its own little pot of money. So the Southwest Weld portion is is a is a small portion that includes me, the Firestone, Frederick, Decono, um, and those areas. Those are actually areas that are also in this Denver Regional Council of Governments, mm -hmm. so they're within that realm too. And so, we we each each county got its own little slice of money, and that's what we did with that slice, among other projects. There's a lot of other projects, but that was one of them that made the cut. No, oh, that's so you, awesome. That's really cool. Talk us a little bit what what that would look like then if we're going to have the um... The Greenway could go all the way up to Lyons, then all the way out to where, and then kind of what would that look like as it as it travels out, and and what would we expect when that happens? Yeah, so the there's a system of trails in Lyons, obviously, and then we are really trying to work with that community as well as Boulder County and and what the resources that we have, and put those together and make that connection to Lyons. Again, I don't have a specific a great timeline for you on that at this mm -hmm. point, but. We're also working on the other end, the eastern connection, to make those connections to those um, the Tri Towns area and as well as Mead. So, uh, once this is complete, yeah, you'll have this great system that really Longmont's going to be in the middle of this, connecting the, the the reaches of Lyons to the to the to kind of I-25 and and 119 out there in, in that location. So, uh, we're hoping to have a, and it's all going to be off street. All of this will be off street yeah, and, and yeah. part of the greenway. So, um, at every major location at 119, we're already planning for the the, the money that we've allocated uh, includes an underpass. 
that would go underneath 119, State oh. Highway 119 at that location uh, out there by uh, Del Camino. Oh, okay. Awesome. Wow. That's really cool. So real quickly, where would that, would that, I'm just trying to think of like where that would be. So if you go to, say if you go to St. Vrain Park, then I'm guessing it would just be east of that. Is that correct? Is that correct? I'm sorry. Yeah, there, that's part of that park plan is to get underneath I-25 yeah. there into that Barefoot Lakes area. Yeah. And we're trying to work on that connection to that park. Yeah. And so some of what you're talking about underneath is, is going to be uh, probably another entity doing that. But okay. uh, we hope to make that connection and, and we look forward to it. I think it's going to be a real positive connection yeah. for folks out there who are trying to get into Longmont. And that's exciting. Cause, yeah, I mean, it's really exciting because if you go out on your bike, you can traverse the whole thing in, in pretty short order. So to have that, like the further distance, I mean, you could, you could have a heck of a day out if you go either all the way out to Lyons or all the way out to I-25 and some of the other towns. It'd be ni nice, too, to have a little bit of, um, if you call it unity or, um, you know, a sense of community where these different towns get to come together and have these uh, different ways to, to go out there. Because, you know, not super into just jumping in the car, 119, zipping out there to see what's going on in Mead. Right. But if you could get on your bike and you're just like, oh, let's stop at this coffee shop. And I think the I think the visual and the experiences will be much more different. I mean, as far as things you've never seen before from the street, right, from the roadway, mm. you'll get this whole different experience kind of off the off of State Highway 119, as you do now when you go behind Sandstone Ranch and mm -hmm. yeah. get back in there. It's 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 very unique. You don't even feel like you're close to a highway or any highways, and it, you really feel like it's almost part of nature. And I think this will continue as we go further east. It'll be a little different with some mining in there and. And things like that but you'll still get a completely different experience than you do in the car yeah, it's amazing yeah. just getting a little bit away from the road what that does to your to your, to your experiences to use your word right. yeah no, I, frankly, I, yeah oh, go, go ahead, ahead phil no go ahead phil sorry well to i mean it would be completely shifting gears but we're talking about doing a very similar thing along 119 to boulder right now we have what's called the lobo trail but mm -hmm, what yep. we really want to do is create uh, a commuter way almost a separate commuter place for bicycles in the median of 119 and so you feel like maybe it's going to be too close to the to the roadway sections but what we we've had actually had people kind of scout it out and do some preliminary um, um, data collection in the middle there and they're finding that it's actually a very pleasant experience it's far enough away from the from the roadway that you actually get a pretty decent experience and if, as a commuter cyclist between Boulder and Longmont uh, that'll be quite a connection as well. I, That'd I be awesome. Confirm, yeah. yeah, that riding 119 really stinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. terrible. I was because yeah, you're just talking about how when you're just a little bit away from the road, life is great. Um, and I was out bicycling a week or two ago before the snow hit, and I sort of just got dumped out on a 119. I said, "I'll I'll go up until I can turn around." And it was like, I went from this like, "Oh, what a nice Saturday afternoon," to like, "Oh my God, I'm taking my life into my own hands right now." <laughs> And then you see people come like so indignant. You're like, as far off to the right as you can be. And people just blowing by and making all this noise. And to, to have that would be amazing. Because even the Lobo Trail, it's cool, but there's sand and gravelly kind of stuff in a lot of it, right? And you kind of go all over the place too. It isn't a direct shot, which I think in the middle of the median and the diagonal would be awesome. That'd be really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, we've got CDOT working on that as well as Boulder County are, are trying to put those kind of preliminary plans together and we're moving forward on that. So that's pretty exciting.
Yeah. Another piece of that too that I'm working on specifically uh, with with a number of folks from the city and the county and, and city of Boulder is uh, the State Highway 119 Hover Street project. Where that was a project that came out of a Southwest Operations Study, and it kind of came out as this: there should be an underpass that goes mm -hmm. in the in the Boulder bound direction. And that would take away a lot of the conflicts that you have at that intersection. And you know, that's the kind of the famous Longmont intersection, right? It's the skewed intersection where it's really hard to do some of the left turns because you're almost doing a U-turn or, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. almost like a hairpin yeah. turn yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we're working all together on going after a, a 20 billion or $20 million grant from the federal government on that too. And, and, so far, all the money that we're talking about using for matching dollars has not been touched by this by the COVID outbreak. So oh, we awesome. have some safe we have some safe dollars that we're going to try to move move forward into that project, and that'll include with the underpass of vehicles. It'll also include an underpass uh, parallel to it of, for bicyclists. Oh, so wow. we're talking about taking the bicyclists underneath that that leg of uh, of hover there. So uh, I think that's going to be really positive, and that's going to connect really well into. Uh, what we're talking about for 119 and it really connects well with the whole idea of bus rapid transit in 119 as well as the bicycle facilities. So I uh, hold on to your real quick. You said cars going underneath. Are you saying cars going underneath or did I misunderstand that? I'm sorry. Cars, cars in their tunnel. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and then bicycles in their tunnel. A tunnel. If, if, wow. if everything stays below grade, we're going into final design with, with this is the, what the, what the object of this grant is to try to do the final design first and then have those construction dollars ready to roll right after we get done with design um, is kind of the, the first look at this. And so that's really kind of the grand plan, I guess you'd say, is, is could we, uh, you know, grade separate both those, those modes of travel. And then there's an idea that for the Longmont bound folks, we would have a bus lane in the right lane. There's a already by Oscar blues there. There's a pretty mm -hmm, nice mm -hmm. bus bus stop there. we do some more enhancements to that bus stop through the RTD project. That's the bus rapid transit. And then the buses would be kind of stuck in that right turn or that right shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then we need to get them to go northbound on Hover. So we'd give them their own traffic signal that would kind of cut in front of everybody. And they'd be able to go, the buses would be able to go first and go north on Hover up to Boston and then Boston kind of into our first and main station area. So wow. there's a lot of grand plans out there. Um, yeah. Again, that's that's kind of what I do. Is those <laughs> you are those you're the you're the plans. grand grand visionary. That's really cool. That's awesome. Well, we have lots of folks who help who who do that work as well. But uh, a lot of them are engineers, and they have a lot more practical. They're much more in the practical realm than than I am. So they have to talk <laughs> me down all the time to uh, you know what's what's real. <laughs> so what when you're talking about something like the tunnel project or the Hover project in 119, like how long from start to finish do does one in your kind of your realm look at what's the, what is the the horizon there what is how long does it take to have a project from start to finish typically well usually it's at least 5 years yeah it's at least okay. 5 years because what what we're going to have to do and usually it's about 10 so it's 5 to 10 is usually that realm if we can get these dollars from the federal government they're called a, it's called and I'm not going to know the acronym so I shouldn't probably even give it but it's a, called the build grant B U I L D um, and uh, that grant, those grant dollars, we have we have the backing of the Colorado Department of Transportation already. So they're behind us on this. They're excited to work with us on this project. 
So that's that's been great. But really what we're going to have to do is go into design for about two years. You're going to have to take a year just to get right-of-way if there's any kind of right-of-way needs where we have to mm -hmm. talk to property owners and 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 buy buy property for this project. And then we go into construction for another two years. So there's the there's kind wow. of the five years of of total project time that we're going to need. And that's this. if everything goes smoothly, of course. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not jinx it. Yeah, exactly. Don't even mention trains around here. Right? <laughs> exactly. Let's Super not talk about the big dig or anything like that in Boston. Um, <laughs> hey, Phil, I, I want to circle back to it's the small to, dig. It's a small dig. Exactly. It won't be a big dig. It'll be a small dig. I want to circle back about bike paths and stuff and something. I don't know if you can answer this question, but are electric bikes allowed? on the Greenway at this point, or is that not allowed? Because I know that Boulder County had made some exceptions. And I was just curious about city. I don't know if you can answer that. My understanding is that we do allow level one and level two or type one and type two electric bicycles, which are kind of the lower speed and the pedal assist versions. Yeah. We don't allow the, 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 the throttled uh, electric bikes that go over like, I think it's 23 miles per hour is the limit. And so once you get above those limits, we don't allow that on the on the greenways, but we do allow everything less than that. So level one and level two, or okay. type one and type two electric bicycles are permitted on the on the greenways. Okay. And then you um we, we brought you in initially with the Kaufman project. And is there any update on that one? Uh that was the kind of vision to put some bus lanes in the middle of the Kaufman Street. At least that was one vision. I'm sorry. Uh, probably need to hedge a little bit there. But you were going to have a public meeting, I think, the last time we spoke to you. And I just wanted to know what happened with that. Oh, yeah. We had the public meeting actually that same day that we talked before. And around, it went, I, I think it went relatively well. We, we were meeting with the property owners within that uh, corridor from 1st to 9th along mm -hmm. Kaufman. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to meet with all the property owners that would have any kind of stakeholder or any kind of uh, interest in that corridor. And we heard a lot of interesting things. It was really, you know, preserve our parking. Don't get rid of our parking. Uh, preserve our trees. We don't want you cutting down trees if you, if you, if you can't help it. Um, I mean, I think especially the mature trees, there was a lot of, I think we, we, we heard a lot about the character of that corridor and how mm -hmm. people don't want to see the character change greatly. They understand that, you know, this does a lot of good things for Main Street by taking the buses and putting them in their own kind of center corridor. So they're not, as we just spoke before, going along those parked cars that are on Main Street and people open a door and here comes a bus and we didn't, you know, you didn't see it in time. And it gets, <laughs> it gets dicey for everybody out there. Awesome. And it's a safety, yeah. definitely a safety issue. I don't want to uh, make light of, but it's, it's something that's pretty critical for the, for the city to move those buses I think to Kaufman and I think a lot of folks are saying the same thing. So um, we did have a good meeting. A, a lot of people did show up. We had, um, I've got the, the sign in sheet here. We had at least 30 people show oh, up. Nice. Great. Um, so it was, a, it was a good, it was a good back and forth and a good information piece. Uh, we are having a little difficulty right now, just working through the intergovernmental agreements to try to get that federal dollars, those federal dollars flowing. I mean, especially now, we're fairly dependent on RTD for a big chunk of this big chunk of these dollars, and so just to try to tie in how they make their payments and then how to CDOT make the federal payments, um, and so there's a lot of lot of lot of uh, lot of characters working throughout this, yeah, this, yeah. this different thing, and so 
Um, we're just trying to get everybody on the same page, a lot of partners too. And, and so we're trying to get all the partners working together on this. And that's where you have the patience of a saint, my friend, that you're <laughs> able to, to do that. Um, but I don't, you know, your, your greatest fan is here. And so I want to make sure Brady has an opportunity to ask you some questions here. So sorry, I won't hog any more time. So go ahead, Brady. Well, I think we've gone over a lot of the, uh, the Greenway stuff. Like there's, I, I mean, we could talk about RTD more. We could talk about train crossings or we could talk about Main Street Corridor, but we've been doing this for a while already. We might have to leave some discussion to the next time because I could sit and nerd <laughs> out on this for like two hours straight. I love. You want to ask stuff. about a specific intersection where the traffic mitigation has worked and like well, after, I, I think after I we think, talked about that, after we talked about that West, what is it, Terry and Third? My yeah. wife was geeking out, Phil, about how that was brilliantly designed. We were all cursing it until you explained it, and we're like, yeah. "Oh, that works really well." I love it. I love. I love because you said you greased it, and I. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, I hate this. Every time I go through there, I hate this light. Terry and Third. Why can't the city? Nobody's driving. And every time I'd go there, I'd be swearing at the light and just crabby. And then it's like, well, it keeps Third quiet. And for me, that's a nice thing. You know? Like, it's not, it's not a huge throughput street, but it does make that corridor uh, very, like, quaint. And just for, like, more local travel and not the, as a big pipeline, which would, yeah. which would really change the neighborhood. So, Phil, well, some, I want to add, go ahead, Phil. Sorry. Well, some level of good news as well for noise. If we were talking about noise, it's really that um, the quiet zone dollars, the safety dollars that we got for all the quiet zones in town. Uh, we hope to work, start working on that, uh, putting that together, putting those plans together pretty, pretty soon here. And so that's that's exciting that we did get that four million dollar grant from the from the federal government as well. So, as you can tell, I work a lot with these federal grants. So. <laughs> you do, yeah, you right? do. So the Emory, there's a there's some construction going on in Emory Railroads, um, the intersection or something, and that's not a quiet zone, is it? Or is it just a, or is it a quiet zone? Or just well, an upgrade maybe? It's interesting because it's going to be constructed as a quiet zone as part of the project at, at uh, um, First and Main there, or Second and Main at the, at the, um, at the 150 South Main project there. Um, and so those those new units that you see going up, those that developer put dollars into this to make it a quiet zone. So we can do that at that location, but the, the unfortunate piece of it is that the, the, the engines have to blow their horns for Main Street, mm -hmm. which is less than a quarter mile away from Emory, right? So you'll still get all the noise, unfortunately, with that. But we are, you know, we have to work on these individually to make a systematic, for the systematic approach to the, entire corridor for the railroad so so it's what's one the, piece what's the timeline like on that what are you thinking like at what pace are they going to be put in and by, by when do you think that the quiet zones will be done Hopefully. yeah that's a great question um <laughs> and i don't have a great answer for you but i Jeez, I, know some, I know some folks that can uh, can help answer that question if we uh if we need to get the exact numbers um again i would say in the next five years we should have that Okay. Pretty well, pretty well done, but it all depends on what happens here in the next five months, right? So, yeah, uh, we got a lot of issues that are ahead of us, and so we need to figure out how to spend those dollars, th those limited dollars now correctly. Right. Right. right so, right. would there ever be? And do you, and again, your long-range planning is there any sort of long-range planning against the Terry Street overpass, or not against it? I mean, regarding that, or regarding kind of the flow of traffic over the railroad tracks or or is that Terry Street overpass just kind of 
the one the one thing we have to avoid that that snarl with the trains and we're going to kind of go with that or is there some other thing that might be coming up down the road now i think we need to talk about that as a city uh, we really need to get back into the public realm with our planning efforts we're we're about five five years almost past our envision longmont the last time we did the update we were planning to do an update this year but that has been deferred with the COVID crisis. So that will not be happening this year as I understand it. But mm. uh, when we go back to that, we will need to have that discussion with the city residents and see, uh, you know, I think everybody likes the idea of more over or underpasses of the railroad in, this, in the city, but it's really about that impact to the surrounding uh, businesses and property owners and folks like that. Um, I think that's one reason why Terry was chosen in the first place was it, its impact was relatively light mm. to, to um, property owners and, and, and to the city and to citizens. So and I do re recall that reading a couple articles on it, that really that's why they had to kind of bend it mm -hmm. because that, that, that Pratt street South Pratt Parkway alignment, if it was to go straight would really run right into neighborhoods. And so they had to actually bend it a little bit to be on that Terry offset so that we could land it a little further east away from the, the historic West side neighborhood. So that is a, it's a wild intersection. Though, <laughs> I'll tell you that because like you're coming, you're coming across, if you're going northbound over the bridge, it's like a 35 there and people easily do 40 and they come flying up and over, you come flying down the light screen. And I think it's a 30 as you're going back up on the other side. And yep. so you, you're really howling through that intersection if you're just even going the speed limit because you're twisting, it feels kind of wild. Speaking yeah. of that intersection, there's like a silo there. Is, am, am I right on the east the old, side? Old grain mill or something, yeah. Is there any plans for any of that or is that what's... Uh, that's just... privately owned That's privately owned by the Grant family. And okay. so they, uh, they, they stay in good contact with the city and try to find out what, what our plans are with First and Main and all those kind of transit components. And then and different roadway components and bicycle components. And then they're trying to figure out what they can do on their property with uh, what they have there as well. I think a yeah. nice little park or a little green spot. I'm sure if you have some money, Brady, you could probably buy that. Probably. Yeah. Or they'd be willing to part with it. So I yeah. got 60 bucks <laughs> in my wallet. Hey, Phil, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you go out here in just a minute, but I have one other question for you and then I'll have you uh, conclude with whatever you want to add. But, um, it seems like overpasses are kind of a thing of the past. Like in Denver, they've got rid of most of their overpasses that used to be there when I was growing up. And, um, you know, and other cities have also done that too. And so, you know, we have this overpass in Terry and I'm just curious to know if there would ever be a tunnel underneath the railroad tracks. And I know we, we just, you just kind of talked about that, you know, the city will have to talk about that and that sort of thing. And I guess I wanted to get your comment. Am I correct in assuming that overpasses are kind of passe or is that, or am I incorrect with that? Well, I think where you see the the underpasses in Denver that came, or the overpasses in Denver that came over, the, they were called viaducts, you know, because they ran so long. It was a bridge structure that ran for miles, right? At least one or two miles, and then into the city, and and it was really meant to get over all that all that railroad infrastructure. Yeah. And as that kind of shrunk down, they 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 got rid of the viaducts, but they did go then underneath the main major railroad. So they did use the underpass, and I think there's a certain elegance to an underpass versus an overpass, just the sight lines and different things like that. So, um, but as, as far as how would you move into the future with, with 
crossing railroads. I mean, it's going to have to be either elevating the railroad or sinking the railroad or elevating the roadway or sinking the roadway, right? So we got to figure out how we work uh, with those different things. And it, it all has impacts. So it, it's all, and they're, and they're very large costs still at this point. They're, yeah. they're, those are just huge costs for a city to have to bear by itself. So we'd really have to, again, go to the state or the federal level to get some funding to help with that. Yeah. And Phil, anything else you want to add? Well, we haven't asked you about or any projects you're working on right now you'd like people to know about? Well, I think when we talk about the the Kaufman, we've talked, we've talked about the Kaufman Street project. We've talked about the 119, Highway 119 and, and Hover Street project. We've talked about the diagonal street bikeway or diagonal uh, bikeway as well, or the, lo, the, lo, the Lobo piece of that. And it really all plays into this idea of connecting Longmont and Boulder and, and places even to the east, some major population centers that are going to be popping up along I-25 and are already there, right? And so we're talking about this all in kind of a in a in a broader approach to to planning and how do we make this whole thing work as a system to get people more people to where they need to get to, uh, hopefully using less less cars, yeah, and, and less yeah. impacts to the city of Longmont specifically is what we what we look for. That's awesome. Well, Phil, we really appreciate you being with us today. And I have to commend you on your uh, backdrop for, we're doing a Zoom call, everyone. And Phil has got the quintessential backdrop, uh, beautiful den and that sort of thing. So, you know, give you A plus on your backdrop. So that's good. Yeah. yeah a lot of this is from my, uh, my in-laws and my mom who just moved out of their single family homes into apartments. Uh, they all kind of did it at the same time. So I got a lot of their older stuff. So <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it is uh, antique uh, based on, on stuff that I just haven't been able to move out yet. So awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for joining us. We'll let you go. Thanks Phil. thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, that was cool to hear from Phil again. So were yeah. you uh, pretty exciting about some of those long range programs and projects. I, wow. I got to say like, there's a lot of stuff in there. That's, I mean, we, we, we tend to let these segments, I think go a little too long. Cause there's a lot to unpack when you, cause there's all the greenway stuff like sprawling and the Lobo trail stuff and the, and the commuter thing down to Boulder. There's, there's a lot of really cool stuff that yeah I didn't yeah. know was coming up. And that's why I like talking to Phil so much is because he's got all of this information about these projects that are one, two, five, ten 10 years away but that are very much in the works. And I, you know, it's cool for me to sit and go like, Oh, pie in the sky nonsense. Oh, wouldn't it be great if they had a new bike trail? And it's like, Oh no, 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 we're, we're doing that. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, it's the big vision thing and it's really not that far out. I mean, you didn't talk about five to 10 years and as far as a transportation project, that's not long at all. So, that's well, no, and not for the amount of stuff that he, I mean, even today yeah. talked about, we didn't yeah. even get to the, the main street quarter pieces, a lot to talk about in the main street quarter. Um, there's a lot going on infrastructure wise and a lot of very thoughtful, progressive things that I wouldn't necessarily think. I mean, we've obviously got an appetite for it, but to pay for it, to have the appetite for it, to actually implement it. Um, that's not, that's not so easy. And I'm, I'm just excited to see it. Yeah. I'm shocked about the study for the diagonal in the middle in the median. That yeah. actually makes a lot of sense because I don't want to ride the shoulder on the diagonal. There's no way. Oh I, no, it's, it's yeah. a murder fest. It's, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> because there's like there's a fat shoulder and then all of a sudden it's a turn lane yeah and you're just like scrambling through the turn lane at, at full chat you're like can i get out of here there's some guy in a truck i'm gonna get killed and then you get past that and you're like oh i got the shoulder it's smooth sailing and then it's another turn lane or whatever yeah and, yeah. and it's it is not fun to ride and i 
God bless the people who actually do take their lives in their own hands to do the commute every day because there are people doing that commute every oh, day. Know. But it is, it is wild. Yeah. Um, no thanks. Yeah. No. Not when people are driving 70 plus miles an hour on most of that. So um, what do you got for events? What you got oh, going geez. on? Uh, yeah. What do we got? We got a couple. Because I got, I got one right here that I can talk about. So the library is doing Boredom Bingo okay. on Wednesdays. And you can go on their library website and find – got to print out your library bingo card. And they'll do that on um, Wednesdays, as I said. I want to say that's 6 o'clock, but I'm efforting to find out what the that's time was. That's what you was. said before. I assume your, your memory is not that bad. That yeah, well, it can, be, it can be pretty bad, though. That's <laughs> for sure. So, um, well, yeah, I will so say you, that Longmont, the library, is doing a different thing, too, where they're inviting residents to participate in an oral history about how the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic is affecting them, their families, and the community. So I guess you just tell your story. Um, there's not oh, a lot of info cool. here, um, but it's been reported. So check out the library. And I mean, if you want to, you know, you're bored with your kids, uh, yeah. you know, be yeah. kind of cool. Be kind of cool. cool. hundred years from now, somebody could look this up. That's the kind of proactive thing that um, could be pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. I got Anything it. else you got? I got online Lego building challenge. Ooh, 11, that's fun. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 11.23, so coming up. Um, not much to it. Thursdays, I guess it's just Thursdays, uh, 11 a.m. on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag Lego challenge. Um, this might not be one month specific, but anyway, pretty cool. All right, future engineers of America, it's time to shine. Lego Club may be on hiatus, but Librarian Kathleen has created some new Lego building challenges for you. Watch them every Thursday at 11 a.m. while the library is closed. So it must be a local thing. So pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, like nice. I, I like to see this kind of stuff happening. Where they yeah, I think it's really cool. So. Creative ways to communicate. Anything else? I think we'll let it slide at that. I'm sure All there's right. plenty of other stuff we're skipping. but All right, cool um let's see as always we are grateful for andy epler for our intro music um i want to thank tim ostick until the harvest comes is our music for the week um and then thanks to uh or i should say thanks to our listeners and find us on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts reach out reach out to us at info at Good to see you, Brady. Good to see you, too. Maybe one of these days in real life again. (laughs) Maybe. So till up my fertile soil, spread my brothers round. I'll be a happy bean in the cool ground. Going back to where I came from, going away this Long going back to where I came from until the harvest comes.